Hello, everyone. You're listening to the LockYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast with Master Trading Performance Coach John Locke, where it's all about real trading, real problems, and real coaching. Today is episode number 37, and today I'd like to talk to you about a subject that is very, very dear to me, and that is the reason that we trade. Now, uh, I do have an excerpt for you from a Go Ask a Trader meeting that we held recently where the question came in, uh, why else would I trade if it wasn't for the money? And to be honest with you, when I started trading, it was totally for the money. I didn't have a whole lot, and trading has made uh, an incredible difference in my life. And this is just the result of it right here is what you see around you. This is a, a, my dream vacation home that I bought down in Florida, and we just traveled down here from New Hampshire to spend the rest of the winter season here. And this, none of this could have been possible without trading. So trading has made a fantastic, fantastic difference in my life. But in order for that to happen, we had to have, or I had to have, a very, very drastic shift in my initial mindset that I started with when I started trading. And I'd like to share the, uh, this excerpt with you, again, from one of our Go Ask a Trader meetings, because it really highlights the reasons why, or at least the proper reasons to trade, that'll lead us to being incredibly successful in trading itself. So enjoy the presentation. I got this message here, and I'm just going to throw it out here from an anonymous person. I'm going to talk about this more in depth in trading performance, but I wanted to bring it here because it's very relevant to all of us. The one concept I have a tough time with is afraid trading for the money or outcomes versus process. Let's say process. Why else would we trade? I think the subconscious mind and the conscious mind is looking for a paycheck, just like when we go to work for most people and most jobs, it's for the money. If your job is a trader, winning trades are your payment. I don't agree with this statement, by the way, because my beliefs and philosophies are different. But that said, I understand it because there was a time when I started trading. And can anybody guess why I thought I started trading is for the money, right? At the time of my life, I didn't have a lot of money. And I saw trading as a way to realize my financial dreams, which by the way, it was, but not until I learned some things. Okay. So, but it did turn out to be true, but not in the way that I thought it was going to turn out to be true. So I came in the same way that most people do. People are attracted to trading because it appears to be easy, an easy way to make money. Now, keeping in mind that money isn't really why you want to trade, we'll talk about that in, it isn't really what you want. You want, when we talk about values, money is a means value, not an ends value. You want money because you're trying to create something else. We'll talk about that in trading performance for you trading performance members. But let's throw that aside for now and just kind of talk about that. And I just want to throw in some analogies and discuss this and feel free to chat if you have any questions. But let's say that, well, first of all, I just make the statement, your job as a trader is not to make money on every trade. And I want to, I want to emphasize not to make money on every trade. Your job as a trader is to follow a process that will, that will result in making money over time. 
there's a very big difference between those two things. So let's say you want to become a salesperson because you are led to believe that it's an easy way to make money. As luck would have it, you desperately want to make money. So you find some product or service, really any product or service, because you don't care if you like it or not or anything like that. Your, your object is to make money. Any product or service you think you can sell and make money on. And you go out and you master all these wonderful closing techniques so that you can sell people on them with your only focus being to sell the person in front of you every time, regardless of whether or not what you're selling is gonna benefit this person, or maybe perhaps it might even hurt this person, you don't really care. You're gonna sell this thing and you're gonna make money because you're in it for the money. Now, if you're effective at this, yeah, you're gonna make these sales initially, right? You may even be able to manipulate enough people to sell to sell them on a regular basis. But you're also in the process, you're going to create a lot of unhappy customers who are not gonna be repeat customers because why would they be? You've kind of conned them basically, right? And they're likely to be upset and they're likely to spread the word that you're a con man. And the longer term result of that being that you're not gonna make a lot of money as a salesperson because you're overly focused on the results and therefore you were not following a process that was going to lead to success in that field. Now, the thing about sales though too, I also wanna point out is you have control over that outcome if you're selling somebody. There's a lot of manipulative techniques out there that you can use to bring people in and sell them on you know, virtually anybody on, on everything. This doesn't work on everybody, but I know people who are effective at this and they can sell nearly anybody, nearly anything at any time that they want. It may not be able to, through time, Okay, and they're very effective at, the, uh, at this. So you have some control over that. That's not true in trading, by the way. You don't have control over your outcome. All you have, your outcome is, it, your, your short-term outcome on any given trade is very highly dependent on luck. So anyway, if you're a top performing athlete, it's because you've developed the skills and processes at an unconscious level that result in performance that gives you a high probability of success. So an athlete is going to go out, he's gonna learn skills, he's, he's going to be practicing those skills and processes until they, they come to an unconscious level, right? Once you get to your, your skills at, to an unconscious level that produces results, or produces performance that is going to, over time, lead to a high probability of success, you basically have the magic formula, right? It's, it's come to an unconscious level. Once those skills are unconscious, the, that allows the athlete to operate in a frame of mind that we call the, the zone. Okay, we have a lot of trading books. You know, we have trading books about the zone. We have, you know, in golf, we have it in all kinds of different things about being in the zone. Well, the zone is when you can operate at an unconscious level or you've, or you've practiced skills and procedures and processes enough at an unconscious level that you can do it at an unconscious level without having to think about it. And if you do that in a manner that produces a high probability of success, you're gonna have a very good athlete, right? Now in sports, we have this term called choking. It's when an athlete becomes overly focused on the score. 
when it becomes overly focused on the score, it, it creates what we call uh, conscious interference with the unconscious. And this conscious interference is gonna pull the athlete out of the zone. And it's going to set up a situation where he's very, very likely to lose the game. And the reason he's likely to lose the game is because he wants to desperately win the game, right? He's paying attention to the score. He's focused on the score. Things are not going as well as he would like. He's going to be overly focused on that. It'll create stress. It'll pull him. It'll shift his focus to away from the process and into trying to win the game or be subjective, right? Breaking away from the process and winning the game based on what he's feeling emotionally at the given time, right? That is called choking. So we can apply this concept to virtually any field. We have the same thing with lawyers who are doing their thing, right? They're in this case, they're in the zone, they're doing all the right things. Then something happens, they get overly focused on having to win the trial and so forth, right? So, so, so you have that same dynamic going on in any strategy that requires any kind of advanced level skills or mindset in order to win. And trading is certainly one of those things. Now, with trading, we are going to do well as a trader if we develop and follow processes that keep us in the situation where we balance the risk the reward and the probabilities, and we keep that ratio in our favor for the given market situation. If we do that and we remain fully focused on the processes that are giving us the best risk reward and probability cases for our trading, we will make money as a trader. We have to. We have good risk reward and probability, we might lose, this trade, right? We don't have we don't have a whole lot of influence. We have some influence for sure, but we don't have control over the result of a trade. The result is going to be highly, highly dependent on luck, which sets off a whole other cascade of problems. By the way, when we start judging our performance based on the result. So number one is being overly focused on the result. And number two is actually judging your performance off the result, because if you're judging your performance off the result and you did something wrong or you did something low probability and high risk in order to, in order to achieve that result, and then you take that result and you say, I did a good job because I got the result that I wanted, you've trained your unconscious to behave in a manner that's going to hurt you and probably what they call blow up as a trader at some point in the future. And this is also why so many traders blow up because it comes into the cycle where they're not judging their results properly rather than judging it, whether they followed the right process or not, or rather than following, judging on whether or not they followed the right process, they're judging on, on whether or not they won, even if they did something very, very bad. And then they're also taking losses at times. And they're taking that loss and they're saying, I must have done something wrong because I lost when they followed all the right processes. And what that does is that teaches you to 
not trade properly. And over time, that's going to hurt you. So you want to keep those things definitely in mind. Okay. I got a comment. My career is sales. And I agree. If you press, you won't sell anything. You're too tight. So if you use that example for trading is if you are so focused on money, you'll press and not be able to win anything. Yes. Right. That is, there's multiple ways we can look at it, but that is certainly, if that, if that resonates with you, that is certainly one of the things, right? You're, you're pressing for money and, and you stop in the sales context, you stop viewing the reactions of your customer or stop thinking about whether it's going to benefit your customer or whether you're doing the right thing. And then, you know, you stop focusing on them and then he closes down to you. And then you, you know, then you just starts this whole loop where you just don't get anywhere. So it's the same thing here. You know, we're in a trade, things are going against us a little bit. We decide to go against our process and, you know, we get a certain result. Now that result may be good. I mean, there's plenty of times when I've myself have broken a plan in the past and I ended up winning. That can certainly happen, but that doesn't mean that you followed a good process and it doesn't mean that you did the right thing. You may have done something that was very, very risky in order to do that. I mean, we have a, I mean, I, I have real life examples of this. I have real life examples where we've had traders who, you know, doing our type of trading with broken wing butterflies where they've gone way past their risk limits to the downside and they've actually increased size and the market reversed and the person won the trade, right? So now we have somebody who didn't follow his downside adjustment strategy, didn't follow his risk limits and he won the trade. So he won the trade and then he celebrated himself for it. And he thought the trading strategy he was using was wonderful. So, so get this, right? This is how the mind works, right? I have this trading strategy I do. I followed the, uh, I, I broke the rules of the strategy. I took on way too much risk. The market, I got lucky, the market reversed. I ended up making money. This strategy is wonderful. First of all, the strategy lost, if, had he followed the guidelines of the strategy, it would have been a losing trade, right? So the strategy lost, but you know, the strategy is wonderful because I won this trade. Okay, that's the first really big mind warp. The second big mind warp is that I won the trade, I did something right, I congratulate myself for it. When you congratulate your unconscious or yourself for doing a process that is essentially wrong or dangerous, you know what your mind does? I'm going to do that again. So now we have somebody who has increased confidence in the system that he didn't follow, decides to really crank up his size. And wouldn't you know it, three months later, I don't remember exactly how long, exact same situation. Market comes down. Pass, he's trading much bigger now. Passed his maximum loss limit. I'm going to stay in the trade. Matter of fact, I'm going to increase this so when the market reverses, I'm going to make money, right? This is the emotions kicking in, right? No logic to it behind it whatsoever. So increases the size. It's ready to go. Oh, guess what? The next day, the market has the biggest, one of the biggest down moves it's ever had. 
loses three years worth of money. This is when I get the phone call, right? Loses three years worth of profits in this thing, in this one trade. And of course, now the trade sucks, it's no good. Well, first of all, there was nothing wrong with the trade to start with. Yes, it would have lost both months, but it would have been a regular amount, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But the point being is he basically set himself up to blow up or do very poorly as a trader. And a lot of people are doing this a lot of the time at a much smaller level when they're, when they're doing this, when they're, when they're, when they're breaking their plans uh, minorly, but they're getting maybe a good result from doing that. And it's just not a good loop to be in. It's going to keep you in the loop of trading for years and years and years and not making any money. And that is what I have for you today. I encourage you to come over to LockInYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E, InYourSuccess.com, and check out our trading performance membership as well as our pro membership so that you can get the information you need to become tremendously successful as a trader. Also, if you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see on the next Trading Performance Podcast, please uh, send me a question or post a comment in the video that you're watching right now. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.